intentionally choosing to take fewer steps, fewer more important steps, and that's what's going to get you where you want to go. Welcome to the Corpreneur Podcast. I'm Ann Arvizu, and I'm inviting you to hop on the fast track from corporate to freedom. Freedom. Executive experience combined with the mindset of successful entrepreneurship will leave you unstoppable. Stoppable. This content will help you become centered, open, resilient, and energized. Energized. So you can build your business, balance your life, and leave your legacy. Ready to unleash your core power? Let's go. Hi, everyone. This is Anne, and welcome back to the Corpreneur Podcast. Wow. Today is May 13th, 2020. We are still in lockdown since March 30th or March 20th, depending on your state and depending on the country that you're in, because everybody has gone through things differently. Every county is different. Every state is different. Various areas are higher pockets of the virus, and others are relatively unaffected. Thank God. But the problem is, I can't go out tonight, right? Neither can you. So let's take a big collective inhale and exhale. And let's just lean into this conversation today. My guest today is Tanya Dalton. She's a productivity expert, best-selling author, and speaker. I promised you I was going to bring you some really awesome powerhouse guests to this show, and this is one of them. Tanya's a lot like me in the fact that she works with corporate and entrepreneurial leaders. She has her own seven-figure company, actually a multi-million dollar company, but she's the real deal in entrepreneurship. She's someone that is part of my peer groups, but also someone that I look up to. I love that. That's who I surround myself with. They're people I call corpreneurs because the core and corpreneur means you are centered, open, resilient, and energized. And there's something that you tap into that's bigger than you. And Tanya has that down to a T. T for Tanya. Her book, The Joy of Missing Out, was ranked as one of the top 10 business books of 2019 by Fortune Magazine. Her podcast, The Productivity Paradox, is ranked among the top 50 in the self-improvement category on iTunes. Like right now, I kind of do the Garth and Wayne going, I'm not worthy. Like I hope one day the Corpreneur podcast gets there too, because she has a message to give and it's a real one. And it's about value and self-worth and decreasing the hustle and increasing your productivity and decreasing perfectionism. And we're going to talk about all that on today's show. She's been featured on NBC and Fox. She's a regular contributor for entrepreneur.com. You might've seen her maybe in Forbes or Fast Company or Real Simple. She's won the Enterprising Women Award and has been named the female entrepreneur to watch for the state of North Carolina. Hey, Florida, I'm right here, okay? Anyway, Tanya is also the founder and CEO of Inkwell Press Productivity. So if you need a good planner, just look her up. You can go to tanyadalton.com. You can enroll in one of her programs like the Intentional CEO, and you'll see that she has a company that provides tools that work as a catalyst in helping women do less while achieving maximum success. Doesn't that sound good? Don't you want that? I know I do. So join Tanya and I in progress and enjoy our conversation today. I hope no matter where you are, 
and where you're listening that you get something out of this conversation. I know I will. Hi, Tanya. Welcome to the show today. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm thrilled to be here. I can't wait for us to start chatting. I know. Well, this is going to be a great conversation and my guests just heard all about you. So without further ado, we have, if you didn't hear the introduction, we have one of the leading productivity experts on planet earth and <laughs> best-selling author. I love to call her my friend. She's my colleague. We're both in an yes. entrepreneur group together. This is really exciting. We both joined the trust together. We met in Miami right before this whole coronavirus incident set us apart. So even though I'm in Florida and Tanya's right now at home in North Carolina, we're going to have a great conversation today that's going to help you no matter where you are and the chaos you're going through to really dial it back and not do so much to be productive. In fact, Tanya has a book and you need to get it in your hands. It's called The Joy of Missing Out or JOMO is her thing. It's not FOMO anymore. It's not fear of missing out. We don't have to go to every last event, get on every last plane and be in every last meeting. There's a joy of missing out. And right now I feel that this message is so critical. So Tanya, Bring some of your wisdom molecules to us today. I, I just think that this is going to be great. Tell me what productivity is for you because you are the founder of Inkwell Press Productivity. You create these planners. You have this multi-million dollar company. You provide tools that work as a catalyst in the lives of women to help them do less while achieving maximum success. We all could use that. So talk to us about what you really envision as productivity in people's lives? Yeah, I like to say that I'm redefining productivity for women mm. because I feel like so many people think it's how many things did I check off my list? How long is my to-do list? Did I do enough things to really, you know, be enough? And I think that's the big thing is it's all about chasing down busy. It's all about checking a thousand things off your to-do list. You're running around crazy doing all these things. But then when we're slipping into bed at night, we're thinking, oh, I didn't get enough done. I didn't yeah. do enough. I wasn't enough. I should have worked harder. I should have, should have, should have, right? And this is the thing is I want people to walk away from the idea that productivity is about doing more. Productivity is not about doing more. It is doing what is most important. It is truly pushing aside all of the things that don't truly drive you forward towards that life you want, intentionally choosing to take fewer steps, fewer, more important steps, and that's what's going to get you where you want to go. I really want women to slip in bed at night and go, yes, today yes. felt good. And I don't think it's been, as a listener, when's the last time that you did that? When's the last time that you ended your day saying, gosh, today felt solid. Boy, I did amazing work. I can tell you right now, that's too long. It's too right. long. And we need to do away with that. And we need to just let busy step aside and really make room for the things that do matter to us. I like to tell people that I get them in the door with productivity. They come in and they're like, oh, tell me about productivity. And I'm like, okay, listen, it's really about <laughs> intentional living. It's really about being mindful of what you're choosing in your days and then living a life that's aligned with what is real and true to you. Absolutely. And that so resonates with what we call core in corepreneur, right? It's mm -hmm. being centered, it open, resilient, and energized and living from your core values, knowing what they are and knowing that there's this body, mind, spirit connectivity that 
resonates not only with you and who you are in your heart, but with what you do in your business. And when you align those values and then you step into, this is the most important thing. So right today, for example, the most important thing I'm doing today is interviewing you. So I had to get ready. You get the podcast done. And at the end of the day, I'm going to have a product, a finished product. And all those emails and all those other busy things that we have to do, right? They take a back seat so that the important things get done. Is that kind of where you're going with this? It really is. We want the important things to shine, to really put a light on them and surround our day around them. I think so often when people hear about productivity, they're like, oh, it doesn't work for me. I've tried all these productivity systems. And here's the truth. Here's why it doesn't work for you. Because so many productivity systems or hacks or tricks or whatever they are, they are all about the system. And then you're expected to wrap your life around it. You're supposed to like uh, bend and twist and make yourself work for it when really it should be you you and your priorities front and center, and then let's wrap that system. Let's customize the system so it works for you. We really want to play to your strengths. What is easy for you? What is simple for you to do? But here's the thing. We also want to play to your weaknesses. Let's stop acting like we don't have weaknesses. Let's embrace the fact that we are beautifully imperfect and say, you know what? I'm not very good at doing this, so I'm going to create a system so I don't have to do as much of that, right? Really embracing both the strengths and the weaknesses And let's create a system that's truly customized to fit for you and your life. That's when you're going to feel like it's more successful. That's when you're going to feel like, oh, this is totally aligned with who I am. And that's really why we start in the book and through the Live Well Method, which is the method I teach, we start with discovery because it is about who are you? What are your priorities? And we talk about the concept of the North Star, which is your mission, your vision, and your core values. So having that as your guide to show you where you want to go, that's incredibly powerful. And when you get all of that aligned, when you get all of that in place, life feels so much easier, right? Life doesn't have to be so hard. We can stop chasing busy and we can instead choose to do the things that really nourish our soul. I really couldn't agree more. You're so speaking my language. I, I knew that from the minute we met in, in Miami. And uh, yeah, we, I did too. I knew. sat down. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, she's the same person. So this is amazing. And you really are a leader in this space. Your book was ranked as top 10 business books of 2019 by Fortune Magazine. The Productivity Paradox, your, your podcast is ranked among the top 50 in self-improvement. So people are listening and they're learning. And you wouldn't get those kind of results if you didn't know what you're talking about. So I love I like, that. Yeah, you're I like speaking. to. Go I like ahead. to say that I, I eat what I cook. Like I don't just yeah. talk about it. It's like this is how I live. People are like, "Do you really live this yes. way?" I'm like, "Yes." Yeah. And it's so powerful, really having that alignment between your work life, your home life, your spiritual life, all of that working yes. in tandem together, and it's all tied together. Because here's the thing. We are one whole person. We have to stop acting like productivity is all about work, 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 work. Because I feel like that's what happens. We we hear about these systems and it's all about work. We want to be productive at work, at home, in every aspect of our life, really focusing on what matters most. I like to tell people, we can bring on the bacon. We can fry it up in a pan, (laughs) but if the kitchen is burning down around us, it does us no good. Exactly. We want to have that stable base, right? We want to have that stable base of a nice home life, good grounding with what centers you spiritually, emotionally, let's create that strength underneath us. And then we can use it as a springboard to drive us forward. That's when we're going to find success. That's when we're going to truly find that we're really, really happy because 
isn't that what life is all about? Mm-hmm. Being happy, right? Yes. I feel like we undervalue that emotion of happiness when if you think about it, everything we do, no matter what it is, the core of that truly is happiness. You want to yes. run a marathon? Because you want to be happy crossing the finish line. You yes. want to lose 10 pounds? Because you want to feel happy on the beach, right? So you want to you want to be your own boss? Because you want to be happy not following someone else's drumbeat. You want to do that for yourself. It's yes. really about being happy. So let's let's choose to be happy. Let's choose a life that really fits us and what is important. Mm-hmm. That's really legacy leadership in my book. And mm-hmm. I have two pet peeves of words out there that are way overused in entrepreneur land and even in big business because this mindset has inundated our society of I have to work more because that defines my value. Mm -hmm. When we moved at one point to the Northeast for my husband's job and at that point, it was like, why does it have to be eight to five in the office? Why does it have to be now seven to six in the office? Yeah. And it's just that our work ethic is so good, but see work ethic is really, it works against us. So one of my pet peeves is the word hustle. And the other one is being a serial entrepreneur. I I always Mm -hmm. think, let me talk about that for a second. Being a serial entrepreneur tells me you have no focus. (laughs) And like, unless you're Tony Robbins and you really do have 50 companies that are all making $7 billion. That's a different story. That's a different story. That's not being a true entrepreneur. That means you have so many ideas, you're focused in so many directions Mm -hmm. and you're not being productive in one. Maybe you can touch on that. And then the word hustle, the word hustle you wrote in your book, it says hustle is not about business. It's about busyness. And I'll give you a quick story here. I was a director. So I'm an executive in a big corporation, a big pharma corporation many years ago. It was GlaxoSmithKline and I was walking down. It was one of those hallway mentorship moments that you'll never forget. It was one of those stop you in your tracks moments. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking down because their senior vice president was there and I'm like, well, I'm doing this and this and this and our, my team is doing this and this. And he stopped and he looked at me and it was a caring kind of fatherly mentorish look. It wasn't curt. It wasn't mean, yeah. but it cut right through. And he goes, Ann, busyness is not business. Mm-hmm. And I knew exactly what he meant because yeah. in that moment, it was like, which are the most important projects that are non-negotiables that if we have to cut back this big budget because of this reno that we were going through, what are we going to do? What is the cream that's going to rise to the top? So now I want to just turn the tables and hear your input for that because I think yeah. a lot of people go through that. I honestly hate the word hustle and I don't use the word hate very often, but I do. I feel like there's this whole hustle, grind, repeat, hustle, yeah. grind, repeat kind of a thing that, that's being said. And this, this culture of busy, I call it the badge of busy, that mm-hmm. if I'm busy, it must mean that I'm doing something important and therefore I am important. And this is why we feel like, you know, have you ever had a time where you're, you're maybe standing in your kitchen and you have like five minutes to yourself and you, you almost feel unsettled, like, oh my gosh, what have I done wrong? How do I have five minutes? If we're not busy, somehow we're failing. That's what we worry about, that we're, we think we're supposed to be busy. And so we cram our schedule jam-packed full simply in pursuit of being busy enough. It's this whole idea of being enough, right? Yes. And so when we do away with that and we, 
we realize that it's not about just because you're doing more things doesn't mean you're doing anything more of importance. That in fact, if you're doing five things of importance, that is far more powerful than 50. I like to tell people, you know, take 50 steps in 50 different directions, where are you going to end up? Well, I mean, you could end up behind yourself. You could end up in the same (laughs) spot. You maybe end up one space in front of you. But if you choose instead to only take five steps, only five, but five steps in one forward direction, where are you going to end up? Five steps ahead. Those five steps are so much more powerful than the 50. But I think we get so caught up in the idea of the quantity over the quality. And I think that society really pushes us to that. I can't tell you the number of times I've seen coffee mugs, posters, journals that say, I am so very busy. Mm -hmm. And it makes me want to scream because I'm like, just because you're busy doesn't mean that you're happy. It doesn't mean you're doing things that have value. It doesn't mean that, right. that you're doing things that are really fulfilling to your soul. All it means is you're chasing your tail, wearing yourself out in the pursuit of trying to look busy enough for everybody else. It's really about trying to impress everybody else out there instead of really thinking about what is it I want? What kind of life do I want to create for myself? What's the impact I truly want to make into the world? Mm-hmm. And I think when we start thinking about those things, which comes with that alignment, where it's fewer things, small but mighty, big and powerful. I like to say that the steps we talk about in the the joy of missing out, I call them small, huge movements. They're small because they're Mm -hmm. simple to implement. They're easy to manage, but they are monumental in the impact you can make in your daily life. And that's really where you start to see the strides. We give so much value to the big jumps and the giant leaps when really it's the small intentional steps day after day the simple, easy steps that get us closer to that life we really want. Mm, Absolutely. Perfectionism. That's another one. Mm, mm -hmm. Talk to us about that. Yeah. I feel like in the pursuit of perfection, we're so afraid to let anybody in. Quite Mm -hmm. frankly, we put these walls around us, this facade of perfection, because we, we think we're supposed to look like we've got it all together. And all that's done is these walls have isolated us where we feel removed from everyone else. We don't feel connected because we can't be real and we can't be honest. And I think there's so much power, especially in women, knocking those walls down, reaching their hands out over these walls and saying, come sit by me, sister. Cause you know what? Business is hard. Motherhood is hard. Being a wife is hard. Mm-hmm. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. Let's just admit it that it's okay that these things are hard. It's okay. We don't have it all together. No one has it all together. And anyone who tells you they do, they're lying through their teeth. <laughs> I mean, I they know. really are. I and know. I feel like when we, when we let these walls down, when we allow others in to show them our beautifully imperfect selves, that is truly when we become more powerful together as a group, especially as women, when we link arms and we, we hold hands together, we are incredibly strong, but that only comes with vulnerability. It only comes when we allow other people to see it's not all sunshine and lollipops every day. (laughs) I mean, it's true, right? Yes, it's so true. And what you just said about linking arms is incredibly important. And it's something that women haven't done enough. Yes. Um, I think we need a lot more of that. In fact, it was interesting years ago, I was in this leadership organization and I had this sort of vision of this person and me. And I had a phone call with this person and I was telling her, I said, you know what? I kind of saw that if I grabbed your hand and we stretched our arms out, our arms go so much further than if they were just stretched out on our own. And I was trying to align my organization with hers at the time. 
And it was the weirdest thing. Like she just cut that conversation off right in front of me. It was just like, no, no. Well, whether we ever link arms or not, I mean, kind of leaning towards <laughs> Interesting. the not. Yeah. I know. So it, it's something that I think women don't have that trust. I'm, I'm glad we do. Right. And yes, I'm glad that there are so many more women leaders who are rising up right now that believe that we should have women and our businesses aligning yes. that, that if you are mm -hmm. truly coming out with a brand new idea, it doesn't have to be perfect on Facebook. It doesn't have to be somebody else's brand colors. It, you don't have to look like someone else that your website doesn't have to be the same. You are you. So there's a uniqueness that you know, you're trying to be so perfectionist. I think it goes back to the hustle moments of, are we actually defining our own value from the fact that we're so busy? Are we defining our value if, if it looks completely flawless? If I have a typo out there, if my video didn't go quite well, I mean, this is a time like no other because we're oh, stuck inside during Corona. Aggressively we, imperfect. We let's embrace that yeah, right let's now. Yes. Let's embrace it because we can get so much more done. I mean, we were thinking originally, okay, we're going to do this podcast and we thought, well, maybe we'll do video. So getting it done in the wrong place for me, I actually had to drive to my keys house yesterday. Well, there's a blockade up and they won't let you into the keys because the keys is closed the county is closed to any other county. So I live in Broward County, but I also live oh, uh -huh. in Monroe County. And in Monroe County, I actually, I'm a homeowner <laughs> and I had my settlement statement and a couple of bills and they're like, we changed the rules. We're trying to be really cracking down. They're not taking mm -hmm. my little sticker that's mm -hmm. on my car that allows me back in, like, like after the hurricane, all the stuff. So I actually got turned around yesterday. I wasted another two hours oh. coming back to Miramar and I thought, okay, in my other house, I had my video set up and everything. And then today it yeah. turned out just to be a podcast anyway. So we waste time worrying about mm -hmm. the stuff that it ends up working out perfectly fine if we just go with the flow and we let it. Yeah. So there's a quote in my book actually that mm -hmm. is, we lose time dreaming of the life we think we're supposed to have when the one in front of us can be just as beautiful. Oh. And I think it is so true. We, we lose time worrying, stressing, you know, fretting about what everybody else thinks of us. And quite frankly, if you're living your life worried about disappointing everybody else, the only person who's going to be disappointed is you. I mean, that's the God's honest truth right there. Yes. Because we're so busy living up to these expectations or, or not feeling like we're enough. There was this great study that I think it was Hewlett Packard put on mm -hmm. where they talked about women applying for jobs. And they found that women will not apply for jobs unless they meet 100% of the job requirements. Like they go through and they're like, okay, I got to yeah. do this. I got to do that. If I don't have this, nope, can't do it. Meanwhile, they found that men on the other hand will apply if they've got 60%. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's such a mindset. So true. That we think as women, we got to hold it all together. I think we think that we have to be like the cruise director for everybody. Yeah. We have to be the weightlifter. We have to be holding everybody else up. And we can't let other people do any of that lifting. And I think so if true. we really shift our mindset and if we reframe how we look at that, it can be really powerful. Because I like to tell people, I want you to think about the last time you've had a friend who was struggling, that you reached out a hand and you lifted them up. How did that make you feel? And they'll say, oh gosh, you know, I feel, I feel so much better. It made me feel mm -hmm. good that I was able to, to show her how much I love her and I care for her. And I said, well, isn't that a gift you're giving to other people when you allow them to lift you up? Yes. If you allow others to lift you up, and this includes your friends, it includes your significant other, it includes your children. When you allow other people to lift you up and to help you 
you are really bringing them in your circle. You're making them feel more a part of your team. And that's more powerful than anything else, really. Especially mm-hmm. when we talk about that idea of having that strong foundation, having people on our team that we can be real and honest with, that we can share our struggles with, yeah. that makes a stronger foundation for us. It truly it does. does. And a lot of leaders don't want to get vulnerable with their teams. And there's a way True. to do that, right? There's a way to do that and a way not to do that. But there is a way to just be very vulnerable. And we have a corporate retreat I do a retreat for our company and then, you know, we invite outsiders in, but we did one for our own team before. And that was where we could get vulnerable. We could have heart to heart talks and what are we missing? And that's really important that the team sees you as a human being, but also knows strengths and weaknesses, knows how to support those strengths, et cetera. I think women in general, the statistics that you just brought up were so true. And Mm -hmm. they carry over, not just from corporate jobs, but they carry over into entrepreneurship. Because we don't want to see ourselves as an expert unless we have it all figured out, right? Right. Right. I can't teach this. I I don't have a PhD in whatever it is. And it's like, (laughs) if you've got the experience and you you can go out there, we Mm -hmm. think we have to have it all together. You're right. Yeah, Yeah, we don't. And, And something else that I think people are craving right now, besides letting some of that go, they're craving what you call in the book, white space, right? And if yes. I, I'm doing a new website and when I saw some of the proofs, I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize that the copy would come out looking like that. It looks too busy. I need more white space because it's going to be more soothing on the eye. And web design these days, people are doing a lot less. It's kind of like what you encourage people to do, do more by, it's like I could say more by mm-hmm. saying less sometimes. So talk to us about white space, because that's a a really important concept. Yeah, it really is about creating this space for yourself, right? This breathing room. I think so often we feel like we have to go, go, go. It's that hustle mentality. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of exhaling. And truly what we need is we need to be able to inhale Mm -hmm. so we can exhale. And having that white space is your space to go and breathe in, take a moment for yourself, and then you can go forward and be your best self. That's the best way to really, truly, you know, you want to exceed expectations. That's the way to do it. It's not wearing yourself out because here's the truth. When we recharge our battery, we can shine our light brighter on Mm -hmm. everybody else. We really can. But if we are wearing ourselves out and exhausting ourselves, we're not shining our light on anyone. We're not shining it on ourselves or really anyone else that we care about. So giving yourself that breathing room, giving yourself that white space is so, so important, I believe. And that's really a pivotal part of what we talk about with productivity, because it's not about cramming the day full. It is really intentionally having these spaces throughout your day that is breathing room. That's time for you to, to regenerate and to, to refresh and to reset. And I think that's so important, especially if you understand truly how your brain works. So I like to talk a lot about how your brain works (laughs) because I feel like it's so powerful to be like, oh, that's why I think this way. Or, oh, I'm not the only person who does this, right? And here's the thing. Our brain is not designed to go, you know, full throttle all day long. It is literally designed so it has these peaks and valleys, these ebbs and flows as part of your ultradian rhythm. And so we have these periods where we are really focused. We're able to do our best work. And then it peaks and then it goes on the decline. And that's the time where your brain needs to rest and heal. It's no different than when we go to the gym. We're not like running the full speed on the treadmill for 30 minutes straight. You might go five minutes and then do a little interval training. It's the same thing with our brain. And so I think it's really important to understand that rest is not a reward for great work, Mm -hmm. but is a requirement Mm -hmm. for great work to happen. We Mm -hmm. need to have that breathing room. We need to have that space 
so our brain does work better so mm-hmm. that we work better and so that we yep. can feel better about what we're creating. Yeah. And, and you're scientifically, you're again, talking my language because you know, the, the levels of cortisol, the levels of hormones yep. we have, how they fluctuate during the day, this is all real stuff and having proper rest, making sure that, you know, we're doing what we can, especially for postmenopausal women, for example, that's a place of where you're seeing a lot of burnout as women age, as women are getting into their forties and fifties there's a whole nother thing there that people are feeling like I'm feeling like a fraud. I'm not up to my best peak flow states. Like I used to be, I don't have the energy, right? When you're traveling on planes, et cetera, and you're doing these busy jobs, I can only imagine that for some people, a time like this, where we have this kind of divine pause of the coronavirus, which is the silver lining in the craziness of it all. Absolutely. um, That some people are having a chance to reset what they believe, what they want in their life, what they want their business to look like moving forward, how they want to do business. I bet there's a lot of people that don't really want to go back to work as normal. I think that also that people are really responding to stories right now. And so Tanya, I'm going to ask you, how have you been true to your core? How have you been centered, open, resilient, and energized during maybe a hard time during your company? Has there been a hard time in your company? You seem like right on the surface. I mean, come on. Yes. You got a great website, you got the success, you got the awards, but has there ever been a time when, oh my gosh, there's something hard that I'm going through and how did you get through it? Oh yeah. I mean, again, let's be real and honest here. If I were to say, oh no, I've never had a hard time. I mean, come on. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. We're all human and there's going to be tough times in our lives. And that is really when you have to stop and reset. I love what you called this a divine pause, because I think it is. There's a lot of silver linings that are going to come out of this. It's just been hard. This has been tough. But at the same time, I like to say, we don't know what to throw overboard until our ship is sinking. Mm. And right now it feels like our ships are sinking. It's so much easier to say, oh, don't need to do that. Don't need to do this. Don't need to do that. And it becomes so much clearer. We get a lot more clarity. And I think that's incredibly powerful. Mm. And I think too, with our businesses, this is such an ideal time to stop and really pause. That is exactly what we are doing. My team and I is we're really sitting down right now and saying, okay, what is it that is truly our focus? We really feel like we have our North Star down. We've got the mission, the vision, the core values. What is it that we really want to focus in on? Because you can get really lost and say, oh, well, maybe we, we need to be over here on YouTube. And we need to be over here and do a podcast. And we need to have a blog and we need to have Pinterest strategies. We need to have, right? Like it goes on and on and on. So we have been sitting down and really mapping out what is truly important to us? What is really the core message that we're mm-hmm. wanting to focus in on? And then can we let go of the rest? And Mm -hmm. here's the truth. The answer there is yes. It really is. Yes. Even though sometimes it feels like, well, no, I spent so much time building it. That's a sunk cost. You got to move on something. You spent time, money or energy on the past. It's a sunk cost and you move forward. And I think it's really powerful, but yeah, we've all had times like that right now is a great reset for my business, but I've had other times where you get in the weeds and you lose the forest for the trees because you're Mm -hmm. so busy kind of getting in the motions of what do you need to do? What do I need to do next? I remember when I was first starting my first business, my kids were really little. I like to say that I grew my first business with kids playing at my feet. I mean, literally my desk was like one foot by two feet in the kitchen kind of thing. And I was in the kitchen. I remember with my kids, one of them was hanging on a leg. The other one was playing, you know, on the floor next to me. I was stirring a pot of spaghetti. It had been a long day getting a lot of things done for my business. And I hear the garage door open. 
And so I know my husband is home and I'm, I'm excited because it's like, all right, we're going to be able to tag team. This, this is going to be easier. And he doesn't come in. Another minute passes, doesn't come in. Three minutes pass, still doesn't come in. And at this point, like if I was a cartoon character, like steam would be like, ooh, coming out of my ears, right? Like I'm getting more and more angry as each minute passes. So around minutes four or five, I've like had it. And I stomp over to the garage door and I fling it open to give him the look, you know, like, what are you doing out here? And I see him in his car, listening to some radio bit, laughing away at the radio while I've been inside. And I am furious. And in my head, this phrase bounces in my head and it's yeah. like, how dare he give time for himself? How dare, mm. I would never, I would never do wow. that. And that was a moment for me where I went, oh, what do I mean? I would never, I would never give myself five minutes to just laugh at something on the radio. I wouldn't give myself five minutes. And so that for me was such a moment to like stop and really reflect. What am I doing? Am I doing too much? And I think when we get these cold splashes of water you know, it's easy to go, mm -hmm. oh, I'm just going to move on with my day. I can't think about it. We have to really lean into that. So it was a time for me to really sit down, map out what, what is truly important to me, really do some serious praying and, and dig yes. into who I am spiritually. What is important to me? What is the impact I'm truly wanting to make? And so because of that moment, which was a hard moment because it was such an ugly moment in my life, right? And I can still picture it right now because I was mm -hmm. so angry at him. And for me, that was a turning point. It was a moment, a chance to pivot, to really stop and take assessment. I think reflection is one of those things that is incredibly difficult to do because it is painful. And we like to just shove our past underneath, like, let's just sweep it under the rug. Kind of mm -hmm. like how you clean your room when you're 10 years old. We'll just stick mm -hmm. this under the bed. That's how my 13-year-old cleans her room. And so, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're doing that. We don't want to look at it. But if we take it all out and we take stock of, of the things that we've done, the things that have gone well, the things that haven't gone well, both of those are springboards for where we can go. There's springboards too for what we don't want. And I think that is just as powerful, just as important as the things that did go well. Let's use those to build that momentum to bring us to that life we want. So really actively choosing to pause, give yourself some white space and reflect and then move forward. I think that is incredibly powerful and it has been for me. So now it's something that I do on a very regular basis. I have it literally in my calendar, moments and times for me to stop and do some reflection exercises. Mm, yeah, that's so good. And, and reflection is part of awareness, right? Being aware yes. and having that cold splash of water. I love that how you phrased that. Having that little wake up moment, you were awake now, you were aware mm -hmm. of something and it was now a new thing for you. So in, in a way, even though your husband was infuriating you, he also <laughs> yeah. taught you a lesson at the same time. Well, right? I wouldn't it tell him like, that. And oh, let's not yeah, tell him exactly. that. We won't go I'm there. I'm going to take credit for this one. <laughs> he modeled something that women aren't doing. And, and that's, I yes. guess, what's leading me into my last question for you is, what advice would you give women who are devaluing themselves by not letting their greatness get out there, maybe not being as productive as they can because they're being so busy or they're spinning their wheels in some way, how can they give me like a five steps or what's the advice that you'd give? Yeah. Well, here's what I would say. It really is. If you, if you take some time and you create some structure in your days, you're going to feel so much better. And I think so often people feel like that word structure is like an itchy tag, right? In your shirt. Like, it's like, Oh, I don't want that. I don't think I want that. I want to be free. I want to be open. And what people don't understand is when you create structure, 
it needs to have flexibility in it. And I talk a lot about flexibility with productivity because you know, life, <laughs> life needs flexibility. It needs to, to have the ability to stretch and move a little bit, but creating a structure for your day and for your weeks really adds that element of intentionality. So you are doing the important work. And that's when you begin to see value in yourself when you're like, oh, I am doing important things. I am really moving towards this life I want. I'm doing things that are aligned with me. And so if you think about structure, kind of like the bones of your body, that's your skeleton. Your skeleton doesn't make you run or walk or skip or do those things. Your muscles do, but it allows you to stand so you can choose to do the things you want to do. Mm. So I like to talk about the five Ps of creating structure. So the Love first, it. yeah, we'll go through those real quick. So the first P is to purge. I think so often we keep everything up in our heads like it's this giant filing cabinet of when when we need to do these things, when we have this conference call, when somebody needs to go to ballet class, when this needs to happen, right? All those different things. And so getting them out, just basically doing a brain dump. Mm-hmm. So I do a brain dump with my family on Sundays. And part of this is really into that whole idea of my family is my team and we do team planning together so that they are also responsible for the things that happen around the house. And I do team planning with my team at work on Mondays. So I keep those separate because I want to focus on work when I'm in the work mindset and I want to focus on home when I'm in my home mindset. Mm -hmm. So that's the first P is purge. And then the next P is to process. I think so often we want to sit down and do this on Sunday or Monday. We want to map out, this is what I'm doing Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday. And then we're like, yes, I have this structure. But then remember that word flexibility? Yeah, life happens. Mm -hmm. We get up, you know, Monday is fabulous. It's super productive. We feel really good about it. Tuesday, you wake up with a sick kid in your bed. Maybe you have allergies and it's just a hot mess from the start. So if you have decided what you're doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Tuesday's a mess, you wake up Wednesday morning already behind. You are exhausted and it's not even 8 a.m. And then what happens on Thursday? You're still behind from Tuesday and Wednesday. And so we get this feeling of always being behind. Let's instead choose to process each day as it comes. Each day mm. is a new gift. Let's treat it as such. Yes. So sitting down and spending, honestly, for me, it's no more than five minutes. Sitting down, mapping out what I want the rhythm of my day to feel like, mm-hmm. I do that as soon as I get into the office and I feel so, ah, oh, okay. And then the third P is prioritize. Mm-hmm. So I talk about getting rid of your to-do list, which I know is shocking for a productivity expert, but really making a priority list instead, prioritizing what is truly most important. And I go through a whole system in the book, The Joy of Missing Out. We go through what those different levels are. And here's the thing. It takes no more time than your to-do list to make. It's just a to-do list with intention. So -hmm. prioritizing what is most important in your day. So you're tackling those things that truly are important to you. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth P is really taking the time to map out and really think through, protect. We want to protect our time. We want to make sure that when we are working on the important things, we're not getting distracted. We want to protect our calendar and not allow anyone and everyone to put in their priorities in our time. So let's protect our calendar and make sure that we're blocking off time with intention so we can do the bigger work. And then our fifth P is to propel. And I think it's so important to leave what Ernest Hemingway calls a little bit of water in your well, a little bit of momentum. Mm. So your well never runs dry. Yeah. So one of my favorite ways to do this is at the end of my work day, I do a five minute exercise to propel myself for the next day. So I spend one minute writing down what I did well, because I think so often we forget all the good we've done, right? Right. We don't give ourselves credit. 
we give ourselves zero credit. We think of all the things we didn't do right. instead of the things we did. So taking one minute to just go back through your day and go, okay, I did this, I did that. It feels really good. This is a solid mm-hmm. win, right? Then you're going to spend a minute talking about what did I do towards a goal today? Okay. One thing that I did towards a goal, how did that feel? And then how do I feel about my day in minute three? How did I feel? Did I put too much on my plate? Do I need to adjust it tomorrow? How does this all feel? And then minute four, write down three things you're grateful for. Gratitude always helps, right? Mm -hmm. And then the fifth thing is get the ideas out of your head of what you want to accomplish tomorrow. Don't map it out, but just write it down. Write down the things like these are the big things I want to tackle tomorrow. And then I leave that on my desk. And guess what? When I come in the next morning, when it's time to process, you know, it's waiting for me, that piece of paper. Mm -hmm. I go over, I look at my wins feel solid. I look at how I work towards a goal. I think about, you know, the things I was grateful for. And I'm like, okay, here's the things I want to work on for today. That's my springboard. That's propelling me forward. So you can see it's a really simple step, you know, Mm -hmm. to do each one of these things. And it is very flexible. So it can work for you and your life. That's the key, the small, huge movements. I love it. I love it. And is this platform, is this framework in your planners as well? So people can just use them? Yes, it is. Oh, so like the good. priority That's list is good. all built in. I really wanted to create an all-in-one kind of system where it's like we have the training, you learn about the strategies, and then you have the tools that you can actually implement them. Yeah. And I wanted it really designed for women. Everything I do is designed for women and the way that we work, because I think it is different from how men work. So it is very aligned with all of that. It all works together as one beautiful system. That's great. Tanya Dalton, thank you so much. I think if you didn't get something out of this podcast today, I don't know. I know I did. At the end of each year, we look at what we did great the year before, but do we do that on a daily basis or on a weekly basis? Well, we do occasionally on team meetings, but making it a daily habit, that might be something that, especially in this time when we're in lockdown, it's more important than ever to give ourselves a little self-love to give ourselves a little self-affirmation and to really become more centered, open, resilient, and energized. And let's use some techniques that get us there. So Tanya Dalton, thank you for your input to our tribe today. You are amazing and we value your time and you are a corpreneur. Thank you so much for having me. This was fabulous. I love chatting with you. (laughs) Thanks. Take care, Tanya. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, please head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show and leave me a rating and review. If you are ready to make your move to entrepreneurial freedom and success, success. then take action now. Head over to my website, anarvizu.com and get our most requested free download. Your 10-step corporate to freedom checklist is a transformational self-assessment tool that will help you visualize and create a life and business you truly deserve. Until next time, stay centered, open, resilient, and energized. Energized.